0: the noiseless slaughterer. I've experienced burnout at several stages in life, starting from late teens to early adulthood. My way of dealing with this situation was to sleep it off. I could mindfully sleep for hours, finish one big jar of New Nutella in one go, watch puppy videos and cry intermittently for no rhyme or reason. I didn't have the headspace to do anything productive, nor did I want to talk to anybody in specific. I had vague ideas about depression and burnout, but never did it occur to me that I was gravely depressed and burnt out. When I told my folks how I felt, they brushed it aside as PMS or homesickness since I was a medical student studying in Europe at that time. I knew for a fact that it wasn't PMS. It was happening every single day for months together. When people looked at me, they saw a cheerful young woman who laughed her heart out at the silliest of jokes. But once I was away from the view of people, I would wish on my bed that life hadn't treated me the way it was. True to the nature of Gen Z, I searched the internet and it instantly appeared to me that I was depressed. I mean, what? How did this happen to God's favoured child, As a child who ran to God for every little thing, had now become a depressed 19-year-old, a sceptic and an unbeliever in the power of prayers. My depressed state of affairs led me to wonder why I should pray to an unfair God. Out of the blue, questions like, was sin real? What makes something or someone sinful? i could see sin in numerous facets so was god real or was he just a figment of man's imagination at that point in time all the pastoral teachings that i had heard seemed like a fallacy my undealt questions had distanced me from the one who saved my soul praying didn't seem sensible at all deep down my heart I knew all that was a groundless justification for my unbelief. Depression may or may not be the product of a burnout. More often than not, depression and burnout go hand in hand. Being a first year medical student in a foreign country, away from family and friends, burnout and depression are not alien conditions. I felt very miserable after noticing the enthusiasm and the optimism with which people around me faced life. I mean why couldn't I be like them? It seemed to me that I couldn't cope up and the best course of action was to quit and isolate myself from the world. During classes all I could think of was going back to my room where I could be myself without the fear of being judged in any way. My bedroom was my happy place. Munching my favourite McDonald's, I would kill time watching Superwoman videos and Netflixing instead of studying anatomy, physiology and biochemistry. This was my only solace and my comfort after a very rough day. Does that sound familiar? Most of us wear heavy masks to cover up the brokenness, and there are millions out there at the point of quitting right now. At a stage when they are about to give up everything they hold close to, nothing makes sense at that moment. Even the enthusiast and the optimist cannot deny the fact that they've hit rock bottom at least once in life. It boils down to the fact that I was in dire need of a helping hand. My views are from the perspective of a person who suffered a psychological burnout and depression. Expectations and a moderate amount of pressure described by psychologists as you stress, is essential to reach your maximum potential, but too much of any kind of stress can slowly build into distress, which ultimately invites the noiseless slaughterer, that is depression. When I came home for summer breaks, I slept for a good fourteen hours without the slightest remorse. My folks took me to a psychiatrist. She listened to me patiently and came to the conclusion that it was a case of atypical depression. She prescribed two pills that I had to take twice a day. Once I started taking them, I instantly felt some change. However, I was told categorically that such medication is not a panacea And at some point, they had to stop. With tears rolling down like a stream, I poured out my heart to a friend about the hardships of med school and the impact of its grind upon me. One thing out of the thousand things he told me that day made quite a lot of sense. He said, this is just a face. The truth that it was just a season made me feel a lot better since I had undeniably convinced myself that I was fed up with this stressful life and quitting med school is the only solution to my problem. For a few minutes, I strongly wished to go back in time in order to undo my decision to study medicine there still would have been stress but not to the point wherein my life now seemed futile. Once I reached my hostel room my mind devised different tactics to get through the rough patch which strongly stood contrary to my faith in God. While on one hand my medication continued erratically On the other hand, I turned to meaningless friends for pleasure and comfort. There were also some self-help thoughts which I meditated on. It doesn't matter as long as all your efforts are going to pay off. It doesn't matter if you are on top of the ladder or at the bottom. It doesn't really matter if you are the popular one or the loner. And it certainly doesn't matter that you're not a superhuman all said and done, praying to God still didn't figure out in my list of self-help initiatives. As I bring out my final point in this narrative, I wish to let the reader know, sorry listener, know that I'm still on the medication, but my walk with God improved over the months. The change came quickly After a blow to my ego The secret simply is Take each day at a time Enjoy the insignificant Yet little things in life Be grateful for everything Though you feel the exact opposite Do what you love Even if that means To set aside your priorities For a very short while This may sound like a very wrong advice But believe me This is just going to make you assess the why behind your goals and priorities better. If this means keeping your books away for a while or going on a long road trip or a reunion with long lost friends or dancing your heart out in the seclusion of your room, go ahead and do it. There's no one judging you. The best thing you can do is to sit down and talk to your creator tell him how you feel he is a friend who sticks closer than a brother trust me on this i've tried everything you can think of that promises peace and none of that has ever proved of any help the only thing that actually worked was spending time with god You don't need to know the right words to talk to him. Even if you're the worst sinner, this is a place you're always welcome. We're all humans and we need a break. None of us are perfect. Even this mess can be made beautiful. Breathe, not just respire, but breathe. If you really get what I'm saying. Do the thing you always wanted to do. Talk to that person you've been convicted to talk to and let go of any self-inflicted unrealistic expectations for a while. It will all work out. Remind yourself of God's promises and His undying love for you. He's brought you so far. Why would He stop now? I've come a long way from that distressing period. Now I look back and see that depression is not the end of the world. People all over the world have overcome it and you are nothing less. Suicide is not the answer. It is a permanent solution to a very temporary problem. Trust this is going to make you stronger and in turn one day Help you to be the superhuman for somebody whose sanity is on the line. And remember, I'm always here for you. Peace.